Hello and welcome to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. This is the show where steel and soil meet. I am the hot rod farmer from New Jersey, but some call me Ray, Ray Bohax that is. I am honored that you invite me into your radio every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. I want to thank you for that. In the chance you missed it, I am asking the listeners to please reach out to me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and tell me where you are from. I then put a push pin in a wall map I have with your name on it. I love seeing where you live and giving you a shout out on the show. This week, I need to welcome to my map Kyle Friday from Essexville, Michigan, Kenneth Bailey out of Sydney, Montana, Dwayne Kimball from the great state of Nebraska, Bruce Jack Eubaucus hailing from Center Barnstead, New Hampshire, and Ron Learn in Commodore, PA. Thanks for some more pins in my map, guys. We are the first. We are in the first of our sweet corn harvest, which we do by hand, with me being one of the pickers. Our family has been growing sweet corn for 43 years now, and I have been picking it as a kid from our first harvest. Boy, does time fly by. It doesn't seem like 43 years. I have to thank the good Lord, though, since I can work in the field just as I did back in 1978 as a kid. When you have your health, you have everything. A few years back, I had to have nasal surgery for a deviated septum and sinus issues. Though 99% better, I still do have some problems, especially when I talk. So that is why I end up on this show and my Idle Chatter podcast with a gravelly voice and having to embarrassingly clear my throat. I apologize to all of you for that. Well, here in New Jersey, you go to the hospital a few days ahead of time for what they call a pre-op. They run some tests based on what you have done, and a nurse asks you a number of pertinent questions, such as, what meds are you on? No disrespect, but I love how they call them meds. Makes it seem like they're candy. And also, they just assume that you're on some. Well, anyway, I guess I was profiled. And that is fine, but due to my much less than Adonis physique, she made sure she had a fresh bick in her hand. When I answered none, she responded with no blood pressure meds, cholesterol, heart meds, which I then put my hands out, shook my head and said, nothing. I do not even take vitamins. Then she looked to my wife, Charlotte, for confirmation of me lying. And I chimed in and said, she doesn't take any either. The poor nurse said, I guess we are done here. And she got up and she walked away. Thank God we are both meds free yet today. But it is disappoint- I was disappointed that so many people are on medications that the nurse just assumed that I was. Do you think my 38-inch waist milk gut had anything to do with that? Eh, I don't think so. I think she just profiled me. Medicine is wonderful when you need it, but to me, it is a lot like octane and gasoline. Now you guys are really shaking your head, right? You think I'm nuts. Meds are like octane? Well, this hot, you're probably saying to yourself, that hot rod farmer has sniffed a little bit too much VPQ-16 race gas. I say this because medicine is taken to cure an ailment, and you feed octane to a gas engine to cure its ailment, ping or knock. So I think of it as a med. But life is complicated now. 
So when you look at the gas pump for octane, it gives you an equation of R plus M divided by two. And it tells you that is the, that it is the AKI, or anti-knock index. Wait a minute, you thought you were buying octane, not AKI. Well, on today's show, I will be explaining what the R and the M mean along with the AKI. This way, you can be feeding your engine the right meds and cure what is wrong. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Sirius XM NFL Radio's training camp tour is hitting the road to get you ready for the season. Do it, do it again on the line. Featuring interviews with star players and coaches and analysis from our experts. It's an all-access pass to your favorite team. Let's say hello to the Kansas City Chief quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, Tom Brady. Today at 2 Eastern, catch three tour stops with the Colts, followed by the Steelers and Rams. The NFL Radio Training Camp Tour on Channel 88. Listen to all of our training camp tour stops anytime on the SXM app. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Hey folks, I'm Ernie Rodina with Better Horses Radio. Join me along with Ron McDaniel, Don Dawson, all hosting this fun and informative show. We talk about God, horses, rodeos, and equine health, along with horse training tips, veterinary tips, and more. So be sure to listen to Better Horses Radio every Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. It's unbelievable. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. We know this past year has been challenging in many ways, but as agriculture continues to adapt, we are right there with you. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Join me each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, timely, trusted tradition. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And as I said in the intro, we're going to be discussing octane, but we're going to be taking it to a different level because I believe that the educated farmer, the educated consumer is makes the smartest decision. And as I said, you know, when you go to, you know, years ago, it was a little bit different. You went to the fuel pump and, you know, it said 87 octane, 92 octane. If you're older, you saw 100 octane. But uh, you know, today, each pump around the country has, or should have by law, a decal that explains that the octane rating that they're advertising is R plus M divided by two. So it's an average of those, which is called the AKI index or anti-knock index. But first, let's review what the definition of octane is. Octane is the fuel's ability to resist combustion through either pressure or heat and wait for the arcing of the spark plug. So it's the guy, so it's the fuel's ability to wait for the spark plug to arc and not what they would call auto-ignite or auto-ignition via either pressure or heat in the cylinder. 
And even though the show is about gasoline octane today, cetane in a diesel fuel is the exact opposite. The cetane, the higher the cetane rating in diesel fuel, the more anxious the fuel is to ignite, and that is what you want. So you want the fuel to be very anxious to ignite, but when it comes to gasoline, you want the fuel to to wait for the arcing of a spark plug, like a, like a racehorse in a gate or a, or a, 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 a rodeo bull, right? Uh, waiting to, to get out of the chute there. So you want it to wait for the arcing of the spark plug. So now what basically happens is that that is how it's defined, but probably a little bit of history here in case you go on jeopardy or something and they ask you a question so you learn this from the hot rod farmer from farm machinery digest radio so prior to 1929 it's a long time ago right almost 100 years ago the octane of fuel was determined by using an engine that could have had a compression ratio varied from 2.7 to 1 to 8 to 1 so then in 1926 the octane scale was proposed by graham edgar and it was adopted in 1929, and it is still in use today. So the scale that is used to determine, meaning the scale, the, the standard that is used, the test procedure that is used to determine octane is the same as it was from 1929. Now, what happens is that the way they test octane or determine octane for gasoline is they use two different hydrocarbons because gasoline, like diesel fuel, is hydrocarbon-based. So they use a chemical called isooctane that has an extremely high resistance of what we would call abnormal combustion. And whenever you have a combustion event in a gasoline engine that is not initiated by the arcing of the spark plug, it is called abnormal combustion. And when it is initiated by the arcing of the spark plug, it is called normal combustion. Makes sense, right? So this isooctane was assigned a value of 100. So they assigned the value of 100 for isooctane. And then the other fuel they used is what is called N-heptane. So it's N-heptane, which has an extremely low knock resistance. It's very, very, it's, it's, it, it'll, any pressure heat, it's going to want to combust. And that was assigned the rating of zero. So a gasoline's octane rating is the volume in percentage that shows the same anti-knock performance as the fuel being tested. So what I need to do is I need to back up a little bit here. So the oil industry has a uses a test engine and this test engine the fuel that it the fuel that is being produced is fed into that test engine and then they determine, then they try to mimic the performance, the anti-knock performance of that fuel by mixing a ratio of isooctane and n-heptane. And based upon that ratio, that is what they dis- assign for an octane number of the gasoline that they're selling to you at the pump. So in essence, what they do is that they, they come up with, a, with the, the test, they have the fuel, they test it, and they mimic, they mix isooctane and n-heptane in this test engine to be able to mimic the same level of, of anti-knock or knock, however you want to look at it, whether it's anti-knock or knocking, and they come up with the number. All right, so uh, it's it's basically, in essence, almost like you would do with, with, with grain weights or for a bushel or what have you. 
So now, I, so I'm going to repeat it. So a gasoline's octane rating is the volume percentage that shows the same anti-knock performance as the fuel being tested. So now for fuels with an octane over 100, because anybody got any hot rod farmers there, and even I mentioned in the beginning, I think is that I'm sniffing too much Q16, VPQ16, which is a rice gas 116 octane, and the Q stands for quick burn, all right? So for fuels with an octane over 100, for instance, let's say like E85, the, it's rated on a mixture based on a test fuel based on iso-octane and tetraethyl lead. So you may say to me, well, they don't use lead in fuel for 30 years. That makes no difference. This is, we're talking about the test fuel in the laboratory. So they're using iso-octane and tetra, tetraethyl lead. It's a mouthful to say. So now, prior to many years ago, what would happen is that all of the oil companies, the testing companies, this SAE, ATS, American, American Standards Testing, all right, ATSM, excuse me, uh, would use a different type of dedicated engine. This was a one-cylinder engine. It's not a, it's not a lawnmower engine. It's a specifically designed engine. And then what happened is that the industry got together and they developed and they worked with the Walkershaw Company in Wisconsin and they came up with what they call the CFR, which is the Cooperative Fuel Research Engine. And that became the industry standard. It had a variable compression ratio, just like the old, like the other test engine did back from 1929. But everybody was using now the same engine. So regardless of what fuel brand you buy, you pull up to the pump with a gasoline-powered vehicle, and the testing procedure is going to be the same. So it's going to be using iso-octane and n-heptane, and it's going to be using what they call the CFR engine, which is Cooperative Fuel Research, and that is made by the Walkershaw Company up in Wisconsin. So everybody's got standard, standard testing now. So, you know, back in the old days, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're probably... 50 degrees, 50 degrees, 50 years or older, all right, and if you're not, then you probably will mean nothing to you, but people used to talk, oh, good old days, you used to pull up to the pump and have Sunoco 260, that was big on the East Coast and other, other areas of the country that you had, you know, in the, in the, you had high octane fuel, and people look at today's fuel and say that it doesn't compare to the old old octane fuel well that's not a hundred percent true because there's two different ways that fuel is rated and that gets to our aki index so now if you look at the pump there is the ron which is r-o-n all capital letters it's an acronym and mon so on the pump it says gas pump in town it says eight it says ron plus mon divided by two and it's called now the aki so what the ron means for research octane number and mon means stands for motor octane number so now the RON, the RON, R-O-N, correlates to low speed and relatively mild driving. So think of RON, regular driving, while the MON, M-O-N, is the gasoline's performance under higher speeds and more severe conditions. So most, so there's two different scales of rating, RON and MON. 
Now, to get back to the old days that people look back so longly, and believe me, I like the old days also, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making light of that, but there was no true standard. You could have gone to a gas pump that had the had a RON rating and another brand had a MON rating. So with this AKI index, they're averaging the RON research octane number R, regular driving, and MON, motor octane number, for higher speeds and more severe conditions. You're pulling a hill, right? You're pulling a hill with a load of cattle in a fifth-wheel fifth trailer, a gooseneck trailer, all right? You're passing somebody. You're whacking to the floor. So that is when the MON comes into play. You're cruising down 50 miles an hour going to church on Sunday. That's where the RON comes into play. And people don't understand that aspect of it. It's the fuel's performance under two different operating conditions. So historically, most gasolines that you're going to buy, what we call pump gas, to get the pump gas means EPA legal to use on the road, have a higher RON research octane number than MON motor octane number. But for the hot rod farmers out there, but race gas is usually the other way around. And if you were to look at specifications for race gas, like I said, VPQ16, which is one of my favorite fuels, it's about $30 a gallon last time I checked. All right, race gas only provides a MON value because it is not a street legal fuel. So there's no, they don't have to, rep- they don't have to give a RON, but on a race gas, you're only concerned with the MON, you're concerned with the severe conditions, the higher speeds, the, the, the and more severe conditions inside the engine. So what the two tests vary, the RON and the MON, I keep repeating it, is the coolant temperature, the engine speed, the barometric pressure, the intake air temperature, and the rate of ignition advance. So getting back to my VPQ16, all right, that that is the MON value, the motor octane value. So now what happens is that you will have two different driving centers so let's say arguably that you have you go to town and you fill up your your car your pickup truck whatever right with whatever brand gasoline and it it says aki anti-knock index 87 so that means it's an average of the ron and the mon but you do not know what the RON is or the MON is because you could get to that same average by having a lower RON and a much higher MON or the other way around. So it's the two different test procedures. So that may that will explain to you why people have written to me at Farm Machinery Digest, send me letters, right? And the thing is, they say, you know, I use this, I use premium fuel, whatever brand there may be in my pickup truck, and then at light load it pings or detonates all right which is abnormal combustion so it's a flame front that is starting that is being initiated other than through the arcing of the spark plug but it doesn't ping under full throttle it only pings under light load so that is because the mon is if it the mon is deficient and the excuse me, the RON is deficient, and the MON is is a higher rating, and it came up came up as an average. So the thing is that you have to understand that the gasoline that you're buying is an average, which is AKI of the MON motor octane and RON. So motor octane under heavy load, RON are regular regular driving the gasoline's performance to 
abnormal combustion. So that is two types of abnormal combustions. A combustion, combustion, it's what they call pre-ignition and detonation. We could do three shows on this, but for you as a hot rod farmer, as a listener, what you need to know is that pre-ignition is what we call a rogue flame front that initiates prior to the arcing of the spark plug. So that is more of a of a RON rating of the gasoline. And then detonation is is a rogue flame front that started after the arcing of the spark plug. So you say, how can it start after the arcing of the spark plug? You said that the spark plug starts the flame. Well, what happens is that the fuel inside an engine, the combustion chamber, needs it ignites and it, it burns. It does not explode. It's not an explosion like they teach in some high school classes. It's not an explosion. If it explodes, it's detonation. And there's what and what happens is that sort of the spark plug lights the starts the, the flame and the flame expands across the bore which is called propagation and the expansion of the flame pushes down on the piston and that's the chemical to mechanical energy conversion as the fuel starts to burn the fuel did not that that did not burn yet is called the end gas e-n-d-g-a-s the end gas so if the fuel has a lower mon rating it's able to wait for for the arcing of the spark plug at low temperatures in the cylinder because once we start that flame the temperature and the pressure goes up but if it has a lower mon rating then the end gas starts to uh, starts to self or auto ignite and that is what is called detonation so that is what the difference is so it's the it's how the performance of the fuel is at lower temperatures and pressures and then higher temperatures and pressure and pressures so that is the ron and the mon but you know, a lot of people ask me you know can you over octane an engine and the answer is no but often what they can what the oil companies do to de- to increase the octane chemically it, de- in, it reduces some of the energy content so you may get less fuel economy and also the burn speed may be slightly lower but for you as a as a person in agriculture as a rural rural listener to this show when you pull up to the pump know that different brands of gasoline may achieve the same aki index anti-knock index with a different ron rating regular driving and mon rating under load and come up with the same average so that is why your engine will like one fuel brand better than the better than the other one of the biggest things to be watching as we move into the autumn and winter months later in 2021 is to try to answer the question of just what might happen with the status of the Equatorial Pacific meaning do we slip back in to a second consecutive year of La Nina or will we have neutral conditions as we move into the cold season? The Climate Prediction Center of the National Weather Service has issued a La Nina watch, meaning that there is the potential for reemergence of La Nina conditions during the cold season. If that were to occur, that is a concern for particularly the southern half of the western U.S., California to the four corner states, La Nina could return and enhance the drought that still exists across that region. 
Now, if that were to happen, La Nina returns, that could actually bode well for some of our northern drought areas, places like Washington, Oregon, eastward through the Dakotas and Minnesota. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. Here in Iowa, where research shows 96% of households regularly eat pork, it's no surprise that Iowa has long raised more pigs than any other state in the nation. But what might be surprising are the many ways farmers are working to reduce odor from pigs. This electrostatic fence is designed to reduce dust and thus odor leaving the farm. We have high charge electric wires right after the fans, charges the dust particles leaving those fans, and then they're able to be grabbed and captured by the green fence material after that. If we capture the dust, we capture the odor as well. This fence may reduce odors by 50%, but the farm is doing studies with ISU working to boost that even more. And combining this technology with another adds more odor-reducing benefits. Tree plantings like this one are being done at hog farms all around the state. Innovation leads the way. For more information, contact supportfarmers.com. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. We're going to have to get right into the toolbox test now. And Tex Rubinowitz from Ripsaw Records is going to have you put your thinking cap on. Come on in, buddy. All right, thank you so much, Tex. All right, here it is. I know it's it's summertime, but this is in the order of the toolbox test. It's cold out for this time of year. There is not much to do today on the farm, so you drive into town to have coffee with the guys and catch up on local gossip. Before you finish your first cup of coffee, you brag about what a good husband you are. You warmed up your wife's car for her before she left to teach school in the next town. You also warmed up your pickup, not for comfort, but since it is better for the engine. Some of your buddies have a different opinion. Who is correct about warming up an engine? Farmer A says that by idling the engine until it makes heat, you are decreasing the wear, and it is a smart thing to do if you want all your equipment to last. Farmer B argues that it is the worst thing to do. You're wasting fuel and accomplishing nothing. When corn was $8 a bushel, that was fine, but at five fifty corn, you are crazy. Farmer C is firm in stating that by warming up an engine, you are creating excessive wear. And Farmer D claims it makes no difference what you do. All these new engines are junk and will not last like his old 4020 and 1972 Ford did. So, alrighty, we're going to go right into that. I will not be able to have a a special delivery letter this week because this motor mouth uh from new jersey my mon octane rating was too high and i went too long in the in the previous segment all right so here is our answer farmer c is correct letting an engine idle to build heat exposes it to excessive wear with a gasoline engine the rate of fuel vaporization is poor in a diesel the cold cylinder wall does not provide enough heat to burn all the fuel in both examples, the oil becomes fuel diluted and carbon deposits form on the piston crown and backside of the intake valve. Also, all other engine parts are cold and experience excessive wear as much as 1,132%. The best procedure is to start the engine and as soon as the oil pressure is up, one or two seconds, drive the vehicle or equipment away under light load. This will significantly decrease the amount of time the engine sees excessive wear since heat will be built faster 
faster as an aside this also brings the entire drive line up to temperature idling the engine only puts some heat into the engine block and not the rest of the drive line so i want to thank you all for for tuning in today and notice the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved beloved america you have a blessed blessed week and i'll catch you next time and be safe bye bye pro rodeo fans watch the cowboy channel anytime anywhere with prca on the cowboy channel plus live stream the cowboy channel or watch your favorite prca rodeos on demand classic prca rodeos added weekly get the prca on the cowboy channel plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25 percent by signing up for a full year Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Hi, this is Mike Adams, host of Adams on Agriculture. Heard weekday mornings from 6 to 7 Eastern Time right here on Rural Radio. Each day, you'll hear from those making and covering the news important to rural America. Topics such as markets, ag policy, trade, and rural health care. And you'll hear from the ag and political leaders about the pressing issues of the day, as well as their implication on the future of agriculture. So join me here on Rural Radio each weekday morning from 6 to 7 Eastern Time for AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Tune in for Commodity Wrap each weekday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and every evening at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. I'm Marlon Bowling, bringing you the latest market details and talking with a variety of market experts on location at the CME Group. From grains to livestock and everywhere in between, your rural radio team will keep you informed of the latest developments the minute they happen. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve and protect your bottom line. It's Commodity Wrap on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, your market authority. Farmers know that conditions can change quickly and shifts in the market or in policy can have a big impact. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues. We connect producers with consumers, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app.